Hello, this is Pastor Trent. I want to welcome you to the Mountain Home Church, the Nazarene Sermon Podcast. We are thrilled that you are tuning in to hear sermons from our ministries here at our church. It is our hope that the Spirit of Christ would be present with you as you listen today. I do want to take just a moment to invite you to reach out and connect with us. On our website, we have a way for you to do just that. You can visit www.mhnazarene.org slash connect and fill out a very brief form. There's a spot to leave contact info, ask questions, and even to request prayer. Also, be sure to indicate that you listen to us through our SoundCloud podcast to let us know where you're listening. May the Lord be with you this day. Grace and peace to you. Today, the fourth Advent candle uh, has been lit candle of love. Uh, if you've lived with these Advent themes for, for some time, for, for some time through the course of your life, then, then you know what each one is and can probably recite them by now, right? The, the candle of hope, the candle of peace, the candle of joy, and now we light the candle of love. It's so good. It's so good for me and my spirit to be reminded of these these elemental things, these seminal things, these most important things um, of Christmas. Um, because there's a lot of voices out in the world today saying there's lots of important things to do with this time of preparation as we, as we lead into to Christmas Day. Uh, and I hold and I declare that there's nothing more important than the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that Christ brings when he arrives at Christmas as we celebrate uh, during this season and on these days. It's so good to be reminded of these themes and, and to remember and to declare boldly their fulfillment in the arrival, in the advent, in the coming of the Christ child. Amen? Amen. So that's what we've been doing over the course of these, these four weeks. Um, and for this final Sunday of Advent, it, you know if you're following along in our Advent devotional where our text comes from today. It comes from Matthew chapter 1. Um, I was thinking, which is always dangerous, I was thinking um, we've arrived here at the beginning of uh, year A. This, this restarts the year A in the Advent or in the, in the lectionary cycle. Um, when I came to you early in December of 2019, we were starting out in the lectionary cycle in year A. So we've gone all the way through the lectionary cycle, and you're still here, and I'm still here. And I mean, we've covered it all, so I don't know what else there is to talk about. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just keep going and keep worshiping, worshiping Jesus if it's, if it's all right with you. Um, so we're going to be reading today from Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse uh, 18. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me there, or devices, you can point them in that direction. For those who are willing and able, would you please, out of reverence for the reading of God's Word, stand as I read Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18, through the end of the chapter. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, 
Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel from God commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he didn't have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son. Joseph called him Jesus. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Please be seated. One of the things that that I love most about the reality of Christmas, the the reality of this story that that is so huge and, and, and amazing and and wonderful something that that the fact that that God came to earth God became incarnate and chose to come and and there's characters in this story that that have unlikely journeys and and the the inn that had no room and and they, they were pushed out to the stable well I guess you can stay in the back 40 in the barn I wouldn't want to do that today in our weather, right? Um, One of the things I love most, that at the center of it all, there's the arrival of a baby. What is it about babies? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is about babies, but I know that it does something significant inside of me. They they absolutely mesmerize me. I, I could hold them all day. If I didn't have work to do, I could hold them all day. I, I, I wouldn't get anything else done. But I love the innocence and the sweetness. I love the connection of a newborn infant. There, there are people for, for whom those, those early young stages are really tough. Like, I don't, I don't want to break it. I don't want to mishandle it. I don't, I don't I feel awkward. I don't want to drop it. That's not me. That, that I love those moments where they're the tiniest very early in their lives. And I'll tell you that, that, that in that moment, as I, as I hold newborn babies, I significantly experience the feeling of love. That in that sweet moment and in that innocence, love is not far away. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes I, I, don't, I don't particularly know the family well or, or there's, no, there's no established connection between me and this child or, or the child's parents or, or what the situation is. But it creeps up in those moments. That as this child is in my arms and held by my hands, that love begins to form, that there's a connection, just life on life, between me and this little child in my arms. And while that's a totally natural response for the arrival of a baby, and for me when when I'm holding a baby, this this passage today is is our final piece of, of waiting for the baby. 
I mean, it takes us right up to that moment before the baby arrives. Here on this final Sunday of Advent, the Advent texts continue to to just get us a little bit closer and a little bit closer to the arrival of Christ, saving that for the next step. It's kind of mean. Like, let's let's just get to Jesus. Let's let the baby arrive. Let's get there. But it's today, as we light the love Advent candle, Advent is intentional about helping us to wait just one more time. Helping us to pause, helping us to consider just one more time before the arrival of baby Jesus. We're still waiting, and this, our fourth week, is focused on the Advent theme of love. What the text does do as we read from Matthew chapter 1, is talk all about the lead-up to Jesus' arrival. Now, all of our texts so far have kind of avoided this narrative as we've gone through the the Advent devotional together. Our Sunday texts have come, uh, two from Romans, one from James. These are all texts that were written after Jesus had arrived. We, We haven't talked about Mary. We haven't talked about Joseph. We haven't talked about shepherds. We haven't talked about Elizabeth or Zechariah. Here we finally have a piece of the narrative that led up to Jesus' coming. And the first thing that I noticed, and for those of you who, who have participated in our Advent conversations and came this past Wednesday, you'll, you'll recognize this text. This is the text we talk about on Wednesday night as we had our Advent conversations. But the first thing that I noticed is in this account, in Matthew's account of the the birth of Jesus, and even leading up to the story of Jesus, we, there, there's an absence of Mary's perspective in this text. In Matthew's account, from her perspective, she's kind of talked about, but she isn't there. We don't hear about her story. To get her story, we have to go to the other birth narrative, which is found in the Gospel of Luke. But Matthew doesn't really engage with her story. We, we learn that Mary was engaged because they were talking about Joseph. We, we learn that Mary had become pregnant, which is something that Joseph needed to know and needed to acknowledge and, and according to the angel, needed to not worry about, not fear, continuing to take her as his wife. It speaks of avoiding her humiliation. There's an encouragement to to take Mary as as his wife from the angel. But we don't really hear much from Mary's process or from her perspective. What we know about her comes from the book of Luke. And if you go to Luke, you, you learn quite a bit more about Mary's story and what she did and what she encountered in this process. And yet, she, for me as I think about this lead up to the Christmas story, even as presented in the Gospel of Matthew, even she is, strikes me as this first instance of love in Jesus' story. In this whole account of the arrival of Jesus, her acceptance of God's plan, her saying, yes, I will carry this child, That's not a small decision. That's not an easy decision. But her acceptance of God's plan and her saying, may it be to me as you have said, is a true act of love. 
It's remarkable, astounding. She was, we, we know that likely she was a young woman, nearly a girl by our standards, a teenager. This young woman saying and, and, and receiving this visit from a creature she had never, likely never seen before. And her life was going to be significantly changed, significantly altered, set on a new course, radically changed by this calling from God. And yet, out of love for God, the depth of her faith, she says, yes, may it be to, be, to me as you have said. I also see love in the person of Joseph. Matthew focused, uh, is truly focused on, on Joseph's perspective. As we read through this account, it's, it's coming from the eyes and coming from the perspective of Joseph. Um, the first year I, I was here, as we traveled through year A, we, we talked about how uh, the gospel of Matthew quite a bit. Year A focuses on, on the gospel of Matthew and the gospel texts. And, and Matthew was a book that was written for a Jewish audience. For a book and for a gospel written for the Jews, it's understandable that the, the perspective might be a little male-centric. It, it's, it's understandable. It's, it's expected. It's consistent for the culture of that time. And what we find as we listen to Joseph as he talks and, and as his, his thoughts are explained in the, in the book of Matthew, Joseph clearly loved Mary. Joseph clearly loved Mary, even in his, in his intent to leave her. His love is made known. His concern for her well-being and his concern to protect her and to not humiliate her was central. Central to this story. This righteous man finding himself in a very embarrassing an untenable situation. Like, what am I supposed to do? How ridiculous is this story? I love you, Mary, but come on. Can you tell me? Can we move past this? Can, can you ask for forgiveness? Can, can I just get the real story? This righteous man finding himself in this crazy situation, trying to do right by this woman that had seemingly disgraced him. Betrayed him, walked away from their relationship, saying, eh, this isn't important to me. And yet he still had this incredible protective love for this young woman that he was pledged to be married to. And that clearly he loved, right? The final expression of love that I see in this passage is the love it comes to us from God. The provision that is brought with the, the arrival of this child. God loved us so much. God so loved the world that he sent his son. Loved us so much that according to this passage, the Holy Spirit was involved in the conception of a child inside the womb of a teenage mom. God loved us that much. 
And, and in that moment, as, as the angel came and, and talked to Joseph and said, I want you to name the baby Jesus. We talked a little bit about this on Wednesday. The, the name Jesus and the name Joshua are very, very similar. Practically the same name. The name Jesus would have evoked in them something that, that was unmistakable. Completely understandable. But Joshua was the one who had taken them into the promised land. Joshua was, was the one who, who crossed the threshold of the Jordan River and stepped into Canaan and said, by the grace of God, our circumstances have changed. We have a home. We have a land. And Jesus was about to do the same thing to provide for the people of God a brand new situation, a brand new way of living, a brand new relationship between the people of God and the God that they worship. Naming, naming people of, uh, in, in their family was, was a big deal. In Jewish culture, that, that it would have been odd to, to have this name that wasn't introduced previously in the family, that, that there were significant rituals and practices in place. Instead, Jesus was named after the one of the Old Testament who had provided so much for the people of God. This is the ultimate outcome of the provision of God. God loved us enough that God came to us through a means and a, and a method that was so inconspicuous, so unnoticed that no one would, on earth would have expected God, Messiah, to have come in this way. But God showed up. God showed up in that moment and said, he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. God with us in that moment. God with us through our journey. God with us even today and even now. I've thought quite a bit about this this last week, the, the true nature and essence of, of what love is what it is, and maybe also what it's not. We're, we're truly a, a bit too casual with that word love, right? We've talked about this before. <laughs> I love Jesus, and I love soccer, and I love Coca-Cola, right? Like, how can, how can those all be the same thing? Sometimes we toss that, that word around. Oh, you got to love Uncle Bill, you know. You know, you know so-and-so, we all love him, right? It, it used almost as, as, a, as an excuse. Well, well yeah, we're going we're gonna to put up, I wonder how many times that's said of me, right? Um, why, why are you laughing so loud, Val? That's, that's awkward. All these instances, all these instances of things that when we, when we say, when someone we know goes through something or comes up against this or that thing, what does love do? I've found in my, 
most difficult moments. I found in my life and in my journey that the truest expressions of love were always embodied. We're always embodied. They, 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 sh- they came from people who showed up with their bodies. Not to be confusing, not to, to, to misunderstand what, what I mean here. The, the truest expressions of love seem to involve physical presence. And entering into those moments of, of pain, into those, into those moments of anguish and struggle and the heartbreak of those moments. That that's how love responds in those moments, is to show up. First John chapter 3 says, this is how we know what love is, that Christ laid down his life for us. We get to the final stage of this Advent journey and realize that at the end of this story, in this ultimate phase of waiting, waiting for Messiah to come, waiting for the provision of God to come, we come to realize who God is by accepting that we ultimately needed him to show up for us and to be there And Christmas is the chance that we have to realize that that God broke down that barrier. God who had been distant and had been separated. And there had always been this, this veil, this wall, this separation between the people of God and the presence of God. And through that barrier came a little child in an unexpected place with little fanfare so much that the angels had to round up the sheep and the shepherds to come. Come, come and see. God didn't give us a good idea. God God didn't tell us, well, this is what you really should be doing. These are the right beliefs and right practices. Let Let me send you a theology class. We'll do a webinar. We'll get you all fixed up. We're gonna give you a good and right and moral code to live by. What we needed in that moment was the very love of God. And it showed up embodied with the body, with the very body of Jesus Christ, our Lord, incarnate. As bold and as crazy, wonderful, ridiculous as, as all this sounds, that God would come and be among us and walk beside us, walk alongside of us. It turns out and is revealed in Scripture that That was supported and and talked about even in the Old Testament. Even the prophets of the Old Testament had talked about God would be with us. God would come. It's Isaiah that's quoted in this passage. A virgin will give birth to the son and he shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. And it's here, it's in that moment, it's in that realization that we see the full and complete expression of the love of God. 
this Advent gift for which we have been waiting, for which now comes to fruition in the person and in the life of the child who is coming. This child for whom we have been waiting. The Advent of Mary's child. And that is what Christmas is about. The coming of the Christ child, the ultimate gift of love from God to the people of God, to us, to you, and to me. Praise the Lord. I'm going to invite the praise team to come up as we close out this morning. I have this um, this book that helps guide me kind of in my own personal worship journey um, I've been using in the last couple of years. Um, and, and as part of kind of the daily rhythm of, of spending time in God's word and connecting with, with Jesus, there's, there's these readings that are encouraged to be read once a month. It kind of correlates with the day, day of the month. So um, on the 18th, you would read day 18. I was reminded of, of one of these readings this week that, that doesn't really speak of Advent. Uh, at all, but rather it speaks about the crucifixion of Christ, which is kind of the other end of, of the story for Jesus. But in this quote by Godfrey Bertil, he, he says, when I stop at the cross, all I see is love, love, love. I can see the love of God. He goes on to talk about a, a litany of things that, that he doesn't see. That he doesn't see in the cross, like uh, lust for power and manipulation and selfish ambition, hate, envy, jealousy, bitterness, uh, all these things that sometimes I think are really easy to see in the crucifixion of Christ, right? I mean, you think about the, the political and power dynamics of, of all the things that are, that are going on. But he just stops and says, at the cross, I can see the love of God. And it made me think, we can see a lot of things at Christmas time. There's a lot of things to see. Lights and decorations and activities and parties and meetings and, and all sorts of, of school break is coming. Yay, say all the students, vacations. My encouragement today is when you stop, when you stop and when you pause, this Christmas season, I hope that you see the love of God, that all I see is love. Here in the embodiment of God, when God took on a body, human form, here in that moment, most plainly revealed, we see the love of our Lord and Savior. Stop and pause at the manger this year. And simply rehearse the words, all I see is love, 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 for I can see the love of God. Let me pray and then we'll sing. Lord, thank you for today, the chance to gather in your house and to, to sing songs, to listen to scripture, and to be encouraged today. Lord, I pray today, I pray this year as we encounter this nativity once again. I pray that we would pause and see through all the distractions very simply that we would see 
the love that you have for us, the love that you desire to show us and to give us each day. I pray that we would see the love of God. In Christ's name I pray, amen. The story of amazing love, God of the world, light of the world given for us. Amen, amen. Uh, Today, as I offer a benediction, I just invite you to extend your hands kind of as this physical reminder. The physical, I think, is important to be reminded. We will receive this benediction today, and may it carry you as you go about your week. As this journey of Advent concludes this week, O God, may we see and encounter in fresh and new ways the deep and abiding love that is present and full in this Advent, the coming of our Messiah. Amen. Amen. Go in the love of Christ. Thanks for joining us today on the Mountain Home Church, the Nazarene podcast. Don't forget to visit us at mhnazarene.org connect if you'd like to connect with us and have a great week.